Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 129 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Friday, November 17th, 2023. A beautiful day in South Florida here. Uh, as always, we're going to start with our acknowledgement of a player whose jersey number corresponds to the episode number, a feature that, based on the comments, a lot more people like than dislike. So for those who don't like this, sorry. He says the kitty. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be brief. Number 21, if we're going best player to wear that number. 29. Isn't that what I just said? You said 21. No, Weird. 29. Uh, it's clearly easily slam dunk Sam Madison, who is now a member of the coaching staff. But we're going to go with somebody a little bit more obscure for a little quick Dolphin history lesson. I'm going to go with Lifford Hobley, safety out of LSU, who played in the 1980s. And I don't know if I want to say his claim to fame was a solid player. Um also was one of the players who stayed behind, who actually regular players who actually played during the strike replacement games of 1987, way before your time, Omar. Us all folk remember those. And the Dolphins won one of those games, 42 to nothing, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Lifford Hobley had a fumble return for a touchdown in that game. And I believe he also opened a restaurant in Fort Lauderdale, a Cajun restaurant in Fort Lauderdale either late in his career or after his playing days. So, I like Cajun food, so. There you go. I do, too. Um, uh, uh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's all you have to add to, to this. I got, I, got, I got nothing there for I you. Got nothing. There you I got go. nothing there for you. Okay, and well, in that case, let's jump right into the news of the day on this Friday, which is the day the final injury report comes out. And uh, I guess we, I guess we should start with the news involving Chase Claypool where we got some clarity on the nature of his injury. And with that, I will turn the floor over to you. He had a knee scope, which basically means at least two weeks, maybe three. Um, the Dolphins ultimately opted not to put him on IR because that would have been the easy thing to do. Um, but they're running out of IR to return spots. And obviously they want to make sure that they keep the two that they have available. Um, what's interesting is that even knowing Chase Claypool wasn't going to be available to them, the Dolphins went ahead and released Robbie Chosen on Thursday. 
And Mike McDaniel says it was with the intent to make sure that we resign him and have him on the roster by pretty much Saturday so that he could be available on game day for a practice squad elevation. Now, mm. we, we all know that Devon A. Chain is going to be activated on, sat, on, on, on Saturday at probably around 4 p.m. There's no surprise. Um, I would not be surprised if he starts. Raheem Mostert is battling a knee and ankle injury. Um, and I, I got to admit to you, um, uh, I hope Raheem is a miraculous healer uh, because, you know, uh, hopefully this is something that he's, you know, it looked worse than it actually is. It's a knee and ankle injury. Um, Savan Ahmed is battling a ribs injury. They clearly need um, Devon Achan to return. And considering you average 12.1 yards per carry, uh, that's going to be great for you. Another thing that is important is Robert Hunt is not playing. That's not a surprise to anybody who's listened to this podcast. Neither is Rob Jones, which basically leaves them with only – Lester Cotton and Liam Eichenberg as your starting guards. Uh, Liam is going to play right guard. He says that's the position that he basically feels strong. Lester Cotton says, I'll play anywhere. Um, this is a decision that the organization really has no decision and uh, no decision to make because they don't have any other options there. And um, Liam basically confessed to us that he was playing right guard. I've got a column coming up on alldolphins.com where you can find all of that information. All of your Dolphins coverage for free at alldolphins.com. And Mike, he, Liam revealed that he's playing right guard, why he's playing right guard, why he feels comfortable there. It's 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 pretty much the closest to center. And I think he's played pretty decent at center. Um, and then Mike McDaniel basically called him a snitch for, uh, for revealing the information just because it does put them at a competitive disadvantage. Yeah, well, let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, we are taping this. Uh, I want to say 420. There has been no news of Rob. Hold on, Omar. Hold on, Omar. You're going like this. Can you hold on a second, my friend? All right, go ahead. Okay. There has been no news of him getting claimed by another team. The deadline waiver claim was 4 p.m. Eastern time. Um, it's possible that multiple teams have claimed him, which is why the news is not out. It's also possible that nobody claimed him. If nobody claimed him, Dolphins are going to resign him, and he very well could be elevated depending on the status of Braxton Berrios, who is listed shockingly as questionable. Uh, although we did, but he was listed as limited in practice on Friday, um, which pretty much was his status throughout the week. No, it was a DNP on Wednesday. So if Berrios plays, then Chosen doesn't get elevated. If Berrios doesn't play, then Chosen more than likely will get elevated. One if he's resigned. Well, if he clears waivers, I mean, Mike McDaniel pretty much said as much that they were going to bring him back to the practice squad. Could become a practice squad bidding war. Could, it, it, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, I know Robbie wants to play for the Miami Dolphins. He wants to be part of his team. He wants to be here. Correct. Um, but here's he, the thing. If you're a team who was going to claim him, because I, I, I don't recall seeing – Chosen's contract once he was signed, I'm going to guess it was for the veteran minimum. Veteran minimum. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's prorated, so it's a veteran minimum divided by half, pretty much. That's not a lot of money for. for so yeah. why would you want to get into bidding more for a practice squad spot in, as opposed to just claiming him off waiver? Maybe you don't have the roster spot on your 53 going into a game say situation because it's Thursday, and and you know how that rolls. Um, uh, 
you know, the Dolphins would struggle to find a roster spot right now. If somebody waived a good guard, they would. They just would. You sure we sure about that? Do it. I challenge you. Well, but now I have to look at the roster. And think it's so easy. Go then ahead. You put Claypool go, go. On IR. There you go. You put Claypool on IR. No, but then you only have two IR spots. You I that. Okay, hold on. Then you, you, know, you, you know we've already said in the media one of those IR spots is going to be reserved for Tua. So I'm sorry, what? I said, you know, in the media, we've always said one of those IR spots is going to be reserved for Tua. So that means you basically only have one to use for the final two months of the season. So it's not a, it, it's not an easy decision to put Claypool on IR. Or, so or, the, or again, try I mean, again. The only reason you would need an IR in the last month of the season, if it's an injury that's serious enough to be more four weeks, but not serious enough to be season ending. Okay. Right, right. And if that's the case, Again, knock on wood. If it's Tua gets hurt, you keep him on the on the active roster, as opposed I, I'm to waiting to create a roster spot. I'm okay. waiting. Hold on a second. They have six cornerbacks on the seven cornerbacks on their roster, it's not including so Elijah right. Campbell. Do you Ooh. think they really need seven? You, Eli Apple, Justin Elijah Bethel. Campbell's a very important special teams player. Okay, then in that case, Justin Bethel or Eli Apple. Okay, let, I'm wow. going to play. Let's okay. not pretend that every single solitary team could not create a roster spot if somebody significant enough became available. I'm sorry. I'm not buying that for a second. I will give you Justin Bethel. Eli Apple has a fully guaranteed contract. Remember that. Um, it, it, it is how much? like 800,000. I, I forget. I forget. He got 500 signing bonus and 800,000 is, is fully guaranteed. Anyway, that's, okay. that's semantics. You, you like to throw away Steve Ross's money. I'm a little bit more conservative with the old man's money. Uh, but let, let's also talk about one of the injuries that surfaced on the injury report, which yes, I've been dying for this guy to be on the injury report mm -hmm. because my eyes don't deceive me. Tyreek Hill is on the injury report with a foot. Uh, can't tell if he was limited or full today. He was limited today. And the, the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals – got busted for basically not putting players on an injury report. I'm glad to see the Tyreek surfaced on the injury report with a foot injury. As Mike McDaniels has said for quite a while, Tyreek is doing a lot of Ferrari maintenance. Now, a player can technically skirt being put on the injury report if they don't get treatment from the training room. Um, Tyreek has been on the injury report twice, and it's been a hip and then a foot. There's something going on there. Now, it's Ferrari maintenance, and I do believe that Tyreek is going to play every single damn game of this season so he can get to 2,000. However, just like every other NFL player, I believe that he's fighting through something. And my concern is how much is it going to impact him. Right now, I was actually shocked when uh, one of our media peers, can't remember who, um, basically revealed that Tyreek has only played like 49% of the offensive snaps, which – to me was just like, like, that's a little bit stunning. Um, and I get it. He's a guy who rotates in and out and you don't necessarily need him out on the field for every snap because a lot of times what Miami has been doing is they've been running a cornerback ragged and then putting them on Tyreek, uh, putting Tyreek on him. Uh, but his snap count, the, 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 the limited snap count that he's had is, is quite impressive. Um, or quite stunning. Now, the question is, is this timeout? What's up? Yeah, because well, because 
and and I don't mean to do to fact check live, but when you said forty nine percent, I'm like, didn't sound right. It's sixty nine percent. Okay, sixty nine percent. My bad. Kind of, kind of not quite the same thing. It's still not significantly high. I mean, I'm pre- well, not that Waddle has actually been available for every game, but I'm pretty sure there are other offensive players who probably played a higher percentage of snaps. But anyway, skill players. Um, uh, skill players. Durham Smite's the only one who's got more higher percentage of snaps. Durham Smite? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a little shocking. Um, mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Why is it shocking? He's on the f- dude. He's always on the field. There were games. There were there was a game early on in the season. I can't remember if it was New England. He played like I think every single solitary snap. I mean, so that, they make they make a lot of use of him. Um, so yeah, shame on whoever told you that. I mean, that's you. You you got you got misled there. But the um, bottom- I might have I might have mistaken the numbers because it was um, I remember it was a nine, and then it, it, and his targets. I, I'm not going to quote it because I didn't. I was like I heard it and I was just like, oh, that's very interesting, but I, I didn't really look it up myself. Not I'm being a bad journalist now. I'm just making up information like like. Way to go, Carissa. I'm sorry. What? Um, but. Do you worry about Tyreek and this foot issue? I mean, yes. yes, just yes. I mean, I mean, yes, with a capital Y, capital E, capital S. I mean, he's, I think you know how I feel about Tyreek and his value to this offense. Yes, I worry about him. He's also, the dude never, I mean, he's missed four games in nine years. Uh, and please don't hate me if I jinxed him. Right? I mean, that's just, I'm just stating a fact. He's not missing any games. Yeah. No, he's just like the guy is like insanely durable. I mean, if you look at him, I mean, the dude's built like a rock. Yeah, he's one big compact muscle. I mean, holy moly. Uh, but he's a speedster. So if you see any kind of injury you see to the wheels, it becomes a tad worrisome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if Braxton Barris isn't there, he's the third most targeted guy. Obviously, you've got River Craycraft who's going to have to step up and um be step up and be contributor um river river craycraft is a very dynamic blocker um he's a guy who's very versatile in terms of the things that he can do to the offense uh because he can play all three positions so it'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of what's what's possible and what's available um, for this wide receiving core um. Yeah, I mean, could this be the game where Jalen Waddle breaks out a little bit? Uh, he's he's kind of not had the, the the season, even though his numbers are good. Even as they project over seventeen games, I think he's still on pace for a thousand yards. But we haven't seen the explosive plays that we saw last year. Could this be the game? Even though the Raiders are better against the pass on defense than they are against the run. And that's something to consider as well. I'm like I'm like you. I think Devon Achain's in for a decent amount, decent workload. Um, depending on where Mostert is physically, Jeff Wilson Jr. maybe gets a few more carries than he's gotten because he's been really kind of forgotten. Yes, he's been forgotten. Um, I think also this could be a big game for Cedric Wilson, who's really trending upwards. He's he's really 
elevated himself into probably that number three wide receiver position. And this is the opportunity for Cedric Wilson. He's been trending upwards. I think it's a possibility that he could be the primary punt returner as well. So um going to be very interesting to see what they can do from an offensive standpoint. But, you know, this line that they've got on this Vegas game, 13 and a half, that's, I, I get it. The Dolphins continue to blow. It keeps going up. What, what, what? Well, no, it started it, when I first saw it. I think it was, it was 11 or 12 at the most. And it just, keep, no, uh, yeah. And it's just keep going up and up and up and up. So it tells you that all the money's on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, I think they, considering how hot it was today during practice, if it's that hot on in the afternoon on Sunday, um, I believe that the, the the Raiders could struggle a little bit with the heat, just like every other opponent that the Dolphins have faced. So, um, you know, earlier initially um, when we when we did our our behind enemy lines with Hondo, I was just like, this is not going to be an easy game for for the Miami Dolphins just because they're playing a spunky spirited um, Raiders team, but. The more I think about it, uh, the more it looks like, yeah, this is this, this the Dolphins should be able to take care of business if they're sharp and if they're good. But you you've got to get you got issues at running back, you got issues at offensive line, you got issues at wide receiver. At what point do you get concerned? Because right now you've got two question marks at guard, you've got an injured starting running back, uh, another injured running back, very dynamic who's coming back, and then you've got key wide receivers who are ailing with things from Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, uh, Braxton Berrios, River Craycraft coming back from a shoulder injury. Um, you know, at what point do you get concerned about this offense? I get concerned. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply if I get like the Baltimore Ravens who lose Mark Andrews for the season 
or the Cincinnati Bengals who lose Joe Burrow for the season. Uh, I, I have a hard time, obviously. And and then I look at the other side of the ball. And by the way, I have a column on alldolphins.com today where I explain why, to me, it won't be long before the defense is as good as a Dolphin offense, if not better. Yeah, uh, that's very interesting. In fact, there was going to be it's going to be better. And part of the reason is, dude, they got they got no injuries on defense. Look at the guy. Look at the, the they have seven players with a game with a game status designation. All seven of them are on offense. In fact, the only two guys who were on the injury report all week on defense were Javon Holland and Jalen Phillips, and they were full participants the entire week. That doesn't mean that everybody's healthy. I don't think Xavier is healthy with that growing, but he's practicing, practicing fully, probably not getting treatment. It's November seventh. It's November seventeenth. You find me teams in the NFL at this time of year who are in that kind of position health wise. You you got Jalen Ramsey, who you wrote about on AllDolphins.com, who basically admitted that hey, this is not where. You know, I'm I'm not where I where I want to be. I'm basically going through training camp right now. I don't feel like myself, but hey, I'm out there playing, and and my teammates are helping me a lot. So uh, you know, then we got Jalen Phillips. But you're right, there are a lot of guys who who got some bangs and bruises, and and they're making it through. But you're right, this is this is November 17th of, of football. It's it's survival of the fittest, and as you're correct, there are NFL teams that are losing some major key starters and the Dolphins are relatively healthy. And I think a lot of that has to do with their head coach's approach, which is be cautious about putting injured players out there on the field. And if we're going to be honest, there's also, there's also a lot of this. Uh, um, I don't think they knocked on wood and gotten lucky. I don't think. Omar, but, but here's the thing. You tell me where conditioning or not putting a player back in early has to do with Kirk Cousins popping an Achilles, Aaron Rodgers popping an Achilles in the first game of the year, uh, Mark Andrews getting hip drop tackled or whatever you want to call it by Logan Wilson last night and tearing ligaments in his ankle, Joe Burrow tearing ligaments in his wrist. That's not there's there's a major luck factor involved and it's looking right now, knock on wood where the Dolphins have been very fortunate in that department. They weren't last year, especially on defense. There were guys up to Wazoo on defense last year, not to mention the two issues this year. They've had guys injured. That's the NFL. You're going to have guys injured, but they have not had that catastrophic injury. You look at, you look at, for example, the guys on defense who are on injured reserve, as I have in my column, there are two of them, Keon Crossan and, and Zeke Vanderberg. Ooh. Exactly. It was a rookie free agent who was going to get waived. They wound up getting waived injured, who's remained on IR. And Keon, Keon Crossan was a, on the bubble, may have made the team, may not have made the team. So, I mean, yeah, they've been fortunate, and you hope it continues. But to me, yeah, I look at this Raiders game, and, and for those I've been asked this question, like the issue of being flat coming off a bye, well, they came off their bye last year. They played Houston, and they completely smoked them in the first half. Uh, and then it got a little bit dicey in the second half after Toronto Armstead left, if you remember, late in the first half. Uh, Tua was getting sacked basically every other play. 
at that time with the, the replacement left tackle. I don't remember if it was Brandon Shell or somebody else, but it was basically every other play early in the third quarter. Mike McDaniel pulled out two of them. Houston made a little bit of a run where they could have gotten within one score. They didn't. Dolphins wound up winning 30 to 15, but in the first half, they were extremely sharp. So I'm not buying this, this issue of them being flat coming out of the bye. Okay. Interesting. I don't, I don't know where to put it or how to view it. I, I think each situation is, is unique and different. Um, People have this theory that they'll be distracted by hard knocks. I, I don't. I end up just talking to players during the locker room this week. It's it's no different other than maybe media and, you know, hard knocks wanting to come to people's home and, and get footage. Um, the, the Dolphins have had cameras around them and around the facility for years. Um, this is just the, the status quo for NFL nowadays. Um, when, when you're, hell, the, the Dolphins marketing team outnumbers the media members covering the, the the team so marketing and media and social media they like they got us like two to one um so that's just the nature of where this is um to me this is a trap game just from this standpoint they've got a lot of talent they've got a very physical run game now fortunately for the dolphins they've done well against the run in recent weeks especially since the chargers I believe they've only allowed, I don't want to quote myself because Poupard is going to correct me. Um, I think I think they've only allowed two opponents to rush for over 100 yards uh, after the Chargers. But let me, let me, let me, let me fact check myself here. You're going to look it up? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Uh, I'm I'll to... beat you to it. Okay. Uh, yes, only two opponents. Um, Buffalo and Carolina ran for over 100 yards after they got Trump trounced by the Chargers. So, you know, high profile players, Devontae, yes, rookie quarterback, but a very probably one of the best wide receivers running back duels in the NFL. Obviously, you're going to give both of them a lot of attention and then everybody else is going to have to beat you from the Charger from 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 the Raiders. So, yeah. Good, good, good possibility. You can you can do well. Now, do do you think that that line growing is more betters or that, just realistic? Exactly, no, no, that's exactly what it is. That's how the that's how a line moves. The line moves based on the action coming in. So that's it. Basically, the money's coming in on the Dolphins. Uh, we should point out. We would be remiss not to point out the Raiders' final injury report does not have anybody worse than questionable. So that includes Colt Miller, their tackle, Amik Robertson, the cornerback. So it looks like they're going to be at full speed when they play the Dolphins. Again, they're going to be spunky because they, now they have like a new lease on life, for lack of a better term, yeah. under Antonio Pierce. But there's a talent gap here, and the, the Raiders are a five and five team. I think my good buddy Hondo was saying you're, you're like you're like five, talent gap. One team is six and three. One team is five and five. Dolphins have one more win. Okay, except except if we're going to play the game of quality wins, and well, nature of the wins is the Raiders haven't beaten anybody either. The Raiders are coming off wins against the Jets and the Giants. I hate when people say that. I hate. I hate. There is no such thing as a bad quality win in the NFL, and you know, you know, I feel that way. Look at. I understand that, but it tells you, it kind of tells you a little bit. I mean. And if you look at their wins, too, their first three wins, they beat Denver in the first game of the year by one. They beat Green Bay by four. They beat the Patriots by four when 
our friend Mike Gesicki decided he would only block Max Crosby for a safety at the end of the game. And then they got the last two weeks. The Jets, they beat by four. Whereas the Dolphins, Dolphins are 4-0 at home. They haven't won a home game by less than 14 points. Mm. That's why I tell you. And then if you look at some of the, I mean, the Raiders lost to the Bears. 30 to 12. They got spanked by the Bears. So I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I get there five and five, but my eyeballs tell me I see the Dolphins as a as a team where, you know, if things fall right, yeah, they can go to the Super Bowl. Do you, you, you think there's any microscopic possibility that happens with the Raiders? No, not okay. really. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair. Touche. Well well played. Um but as I often said, anybody can get anybody in the NFL on any given Sunday. And that means Raiders with a rookie quarterback can get you on Sunday, especially if you don't take care of business. And that means keep your quarterback clean. That means uh, have a sustainable rushing attack that you can lean on and rely on, which has kind of been an issue the last couple of weeks. Nobody's really said anything about it except for Raheem Mostert lighting, lighting the, the, the Chiefs on fire in, in the final drive of the game. Um, and you need your playmakers to be at their best. And Tyreek has been good, um, but who else has been good? Dude, if, we, if we're talking about just the last game. No, I'm talking about last month of the season. Well, they, they beat New England 31-17. It's not like they didn't score any points. New England's like a bottom dweller. Well, what, what time out, time out, whatever happened to it doesn't matter who you beat. Okay, fair. Touche. Okay. I mean, um, you know, and because again, if you're going to look at the last three games, two of the last three games were against the Chiefs and the and the, the Eagles, the teams that made the Super Bowl last year. Um, and they weren't. They didn't light up either team offensively, and they're not going to light up every single solitary team every week, like they did early in the season, like they did the Broncos. But they, certainly. They, they have a good possibility of lighting you up at home. So yes. Um, let, let's talk about this fourth quarter of the season. Um, okay. you, you know, teams break down the season into four quarters. This quarter, Vegas at the Jets on Black Friday, I guess, since we're calling it a thing, Black Friday, um, then at Washington and then Tennessee. What is the bare minimum of expectations that you think that the Dolphins need in terms of wins to be the AFC East champions? And have home field advantage for all but maybe the AFC round. Because that's my standard. No, correct. Well, they're going to be favored in all four games. Um, since since it's, it's always a lot to ask for a team to go undefeated, to me, the bare minimum is three and one. Okay. Um, and again, it, the tricky one, I, I'd be semi-worried about Washington if they hadn't traded Chase Young and Montez Sweat, yeah. who were there, who, who, who rounded out what's a, what was a really good defensive line with Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Uh, and they do have the NFL leader in passing yards and Sam Howell. However, they played 10 games, not nine like the Dolphins and the Houston Texans who have the number two and number three quarterbacks in terms of passing yards. Uh, and then the Jets, as you and I have discussed here, the Jets can be problematic with their defense. Um, 
but if you stop Brees Hall, does Zach Wilson really scare you? Mm. He did light you up for 400 yards once, but yeah, no, not really. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the Jets did beat the Dolphins at MetLife last year with Zach Wilson. The game that Teddy Bridgewater made his first start was gone after the first game that Skylar Thompson came in. And oh, if that's not less than ideal enough, Teron Armstead left the game in the first, like midway through the first quarter with a foot injury. So the circumstances were bad. And yet, this was still a 1917 game. Midway through the fourth quarter, Dolphins had a chance to take the lead. Jason Sanders misses a field goal in the Jets. Boom, boom, boom. Three late touchdowns. Final scores 40 to 17 in a game that wasn't anywhere near that lopsided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your standard for the next four games? Three and one? Is that? I definitely think three and one. I think uh, if you could walk out of here four and one, four and oh, um, that would be quite impressive. Everybody would put you back in the Super Bowl contender conversation. Um, you'd get to 10 wins on the season heading into that murderous final stretch of games. Um, and really, to me, 10, getting to 10, heading into that final stretch of games, that's that puts you in an ideal position um, just to finish out the season strong and and push for not just the AFC East, but to host, host games um, in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, at, with the exception of, because I'm pretty much giving the Chiefs that that first round, by, that 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 AFC East championship and that bye that comes with it. But you know, who knows? Maybe they suffer an injury and start coming back to the pack. But I would love to see the Dolphins take care of business and go four zero. Um, but I certainly will settle for three and one, and and that starts with the with the Los Angeles Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, <laughs> she went from Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Yeah. No, and here, here's the thing. Also, go back to last year when the, the circumstances not. It's not at the same time of the year, but the Dolphins got to three and three after starting three and zero. Then they had a stretch of five games where everybody looked at those that stretch. It was like, oh, those are. I mean, they could win all those five. They could win all those five coming up because the fifth one is the Jets again, at home. So to me, the idea that they that they could go five and zero in their next five games to put themselves at what would they be ten and no eleven and three, uh, that's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. Because I think, as we mentioned, the offense has been ridiculously good at home. On the road, jury still out because again, how much of it was quality of opponent? How much of it is the offense doesn't travel? And there's, there's absolutely something to the, yes, I'm with you on that one. There's something to it. But there, again, if you look at the four games after the, the the Chargers game in the opener, which you and I both agree is almost like it's neutral side if it's not a Dolphin home game. The next four opponents were the Patriots, who as bad as they've been all year, generally are pretty good on defense. And then Buffalo, KC, and Philly. So, again, how much is the opposition? How much is the offense not traveling well? And then the defense, you know, my thoughts on the defense, I think the defense is going to absolutely going to kick ass on the stretch. So, yeah, I can see I can see them going five and no in their next five. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it for this Doll Dolphins podcast. We hope that you've had a good week. Hope that you enjoy Sunday's game. We will be doing a live chat on Saturday. It's going to be have to be Saturday morning because I'm going to the Canes-Louisville game at noon. So, uh, hopefully – I'm sorry, we're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm to... a bandwagon. I'm a bandwagon. Old, old UM fan. I. I. Yeah. 
I, I moved on here. Just, I moved on here like shortly before they went on their run and they established themselves as a national powerhouse. And I still long for those days. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to show my support. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm highly disappointed. But this Louisville game gives you a chance to have a respectable season. So we'll be giving you a live chat in the morning, hopefully, if Poupart allows it. Um, on that note, we are out and we will see you tomorrow. Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Poupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.